welcome to another Beyond Sunday podcast. Uh, today, uh, we have myself, Andrew Farmer, and Pastor Jeff Carlson up, here uh, again. And uh, last time we talked about uh, just prayer is our priority. And uh, today we're going to go into something that we do here at Connection Point, and, and, which is uh, praying prayer models. And we do this at our corporate prayer time before service. And uh, so, Jeff, you're going to talk a little bit about how we structure that and why we use prayer yeah. models. Yeah, a little more on the why, I guess. So okay. let me ask you this, Andrew. So yeah. uh, I assume that this method, it's a, and it's a method of prayer, uh, was new to you when I when I brought it and began to pray? Like, is it yeah, something you've it, done before? Well, I think I obviously I'd seen it. Uh, it's something the district has yeah, done. Yeah, district so does I, it, sure. The district, district of the AG Evans. in Indiana had done this at a district event. So I've seen it. Uh, done this way, um, but I was not familiar with it, and it definitely wasn't uh, something that we had done before yeah. corporately. Yeah. Well, I, I in my life, uh, it was something new to me about 15 years ago, and one of the things that, um, or one of the reasons maybe that this this method has become so powerful and, and prominent, at least in my life and ministry, uh, is the fact that there's two there's two problems with prayer. I think one, the vast majority of the prayer that we pray as believers is what we call petitional prayer. So these are prayers when we are um, asking God to do something for us, to heal us, to provide, to restore, whatever. You know, there's a million things we can ask God for. And it's a biblical prayer because, you know, the Bible says, let your requests be made known unto God. So it's not that that is a wrong prayer model or a wrong way to pray, except that. If it's the only way we pray, mm. uh, is to request from God. So let let me. Well, that's that's the first the first uh, concern we have we have with prayer. The other concern that I have with prayer uh, is that if you if you take a poll of the believers in any church or any 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 place in the world, and you said you know question number one, do you believe in prayer? What would they say? Andrew, no. do you believe in prayer? Yeah, I believe in prayer. <laughs> we believe in prayer. The problem is very uh, a vast majority of Christians really never pray. Yeah. They don't pray anyway, other than some petitional prayer. So a lot yeah, of times sure. it's prayers, prayer for you know. In Western Christianity, it's prayer for our food. It's prayer for yeah. our loved ones or prayer for provision yeah. and whatever. But th- so these petitional prayers that we pray off the cuff or we get really, really serious about prayer when we uh, are in crisis. Yeah. So somebody gets cancer or loses our job, the economy collapses or um, whatever. I mean, you yeah. know, manufacture your crisis. Then we get really, really serious about prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just feel like the Lord made a way for us. So, you know, you think about Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the average person... Uh, outside of the prophets and the kings who were, or the priests, the priests and the king, the prophet, whatever. It's why Jesus is prophet, priest, and king to us, which is mm-hmm. a whole different discussion. Yeah. And maybe we'll have Rainy do that one. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's good. a good discussion. But in the Old Testament, it was the prophets, the priests, and the kings who would have had any sense of real relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So the Levites or the tribe of Judah, the, you know, the ones that, that did the sacrificial system that, you yeah. The prophets, of course, who were the mouthpiece of God, and then the kings we have from from uh, King even King Saul, 
uh, to David, to Solomon and some of the other, uh, sorry, some of the other Kings like Josiah, uh, Josiah's reforms, uh, that brought spirituality back to Israel. Anyway, those were the ones who had a really a, a line to God, your average person, your average Jew at the time, um, didn't really have, they prayed. Certainly we have evidence that they prayed. Samuel's mother prayed, mm-hmm. uh, and received from the Lord. We have, uh, Daniel praying in Babylonian captivity. He was neither a king nor a prophet. I mean, he turned out to be a prophet yeah. in terms of telling the future, but not in the prophet in the way of like right. Elijah. Elijah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the point is that they had no, no real petitional way uh, or relationship, like a one-on-one relationship with God like we have today. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus changed all that. Uh, it's the reason that when Jesus died, the Bible tells us that the curtain in the temple was torn in two. And so it opened up for your average believer, your anybody, yeah. to have access to God in prayer and relationship. So why is it then that uh, this, I mean, that's probably, like I think, our greatest it's our greatest weapon. It's yeah. our great against the enemy. It's yep. our greatest opportunity to hear from the Lord. Um, whatever. Why is it such an espoused value? So, so for instance, you know, we, we pray, I think like in our church, lots of people pray through the course of a yeah. day or, yeah. or, or whatever, but primarily again, their petitional prayers. Mm-hmm. So that's not what we're praying Sunday morning. Right. So Sunday morning we come in and in our passionate core prayer, or we're also doing one now on Tuesday mornings at 7 a.m. And the vision that I have is to have many, many different passionate core prayer opportunities throughout the course of the week. The difference between what a normal Christian would pray and a prayer model or a praying in a passionate core moment is we're not praying our preferences. Yeah. We're praying the part of the, um, the part of the Lord's prayer, Jesus' disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. Uh, and Jesus said, okay, when you pray, pray this way. Uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. The key part of a prayer model is this, your kingdom come, your will be done. Mm-hmm. So we're yielding, rather than telling God what he ought to be doing. God, you ought to be healing my, my, my bad back. Yeah. God, you ought to be getting a hold of my son because he's away from you. God, you ought to be whatever, uh, which is petitional prayer. Instead, we're taking a step back from that, and they're saying, you know what, Lord, I just was reading in Isaiah 55, and, that, and that's the passage where he says, your, your ways are not my ways, or, or yeah, God, actually yeah. God is speaking through Isaiah, so he says, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts, they're higher, mm-hmm. they're greater. And uh, praying a prayer model, which especially the ones based in Scripture, we're taking ourselves out of it. Yeah. I mean, like how often Removing ourselves. Yeah. How often do we mess up God's will or his plans because we get in the way? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's been like the story the of, time. of my life in many instances. I just get in the way of the Lord. Yeah. And so when we pray our prayer model, we're really uh, trying to remove ourselves, even though we're still the ones praying, mm-hmm. we're praying the prayer model based on what we see in scripture. Yeah. And uh, that's always my heart and my plan when I, when I uh, prepare a prayer model. So we, I prepare uh, most of the ones that we pray on Sunday morning. I've written, there's a few that have been written by some of our team and they've done a great job with that. Um, and then generally when we're in, uh, when we're in kind of our, our background sermon series, so, you know, we're in the book of Acts right now, we've done James, uh, I don't, do we do any other ones that were book-based? 
Is it just those I two so far? Just those two. Right. Yeah, because I think we. Yeah. So so I try to then every Sunday write a prayer model from the passage that we're going to preach, so that so that uh, our people can pray it through the mm-hmm. week, and we distribute that every Sunday. And that's the point of it: is you can you can pray that prayer model, and you're praying what the scripture is uh, showing us, yeah. so that you're taking your own agenda out of it. And for me as a, as a pastor, it's like, man, the more I can remove my agenda, my own desires from what God wants to do in our church, and the more we can remove the people of our churches, because everybody's got mm-hmm. an agenda. Don't you have an agenda, Andrew? Oh, yeah. Don't all, you got a plan? All the time. <laughs> we've, got, <laughs> we've got plans, and we've got thoughts, and we have ideas, and they're not all bad. That's not that they're bad or sinful or out of line or whatever. It's just they're not always in the center of the will of God. Right. So if I can remove myself from, from that or our church, when we're praying prayers for our church or our community, if we can remove ourselves from um, those prayers, then I believe we're getting closer to praying what God wants. Yeah. What God really wants to do. Yeah. And I, yeah, I appreciate that because, um, like, I've always felt like if you're praying scripture, like, the scripture is like God's word, you know, it's God's promises. It's, it's things that he has put into stone, if you will. So if we're praying, if we're praying God's word, we're praying God's will. And right. we're remind. it's almost like we're reminding him of the promises and the things that he said. And why, I mean, how much better prayer can you get than that? Like, there's nothing I'm going to say totally. or think of that's going to even come close to that. Um, as far as moving the father's heart. I mean, in fact, uh, Jesus condemned the Pharisees for their eloquent prayers. Yeah. You know, you guys pray with such eloquent words, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you want everybody to be impressed with your vocabulary and how you call on God, blah, blah, blah. And Jesus is like, you guys are missing the point. Yep. And uh, so I don't want to miss the point. You know, if the Bible says all scripture is God breathed and useful for correction and exhortation and all these things then it's useful to petition the Lord mm-hmm. and, and to pray to God. So one of the things I love that a uh, prayer model will do is it reveal when you pray, when you're praying a prayer model, here's the thing about the scripture. The scriptures are universal. Yep. That means they transcend time and space. So the scriptures, let's just, you know, just using uh, uh, what we prayed Sunday from Acts chapter 19, we're recording on a Monday and this last Sunday morning, we prayed Acts 19, and we, it talks about the empowerment of the Spirit of God. It talks about the, the, movement, the movement of the Spirit in the world and how God saves people, you know, just stuff yep. like that. Well, is that, is that relevant in the greater Lafayette area? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a rhetorical question. Is it also relevant in China? Mm-hmm. Yep. Does God want to release the Spirit in the presence of the Lord in China. Well, yeah. Yeah. Does he want to save people in China? Well, yeah. Is it relevant to people in Morocco? Well, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's a unit when you pray the scriptures like that, they're universal because they apply across all the board. So what it does as you pray it is it boils down sort of the prophetic voice of God into your local context mm-hmm into what God is doing in that local congregation. So while Acts 19 as a prayer model is relevant all over the world, as we prayed yesterday, it got 
uh, as we prayed through it, through it towards the end, it boiled down yeah. to some very specific things yeah. through that passage. God wanted to say to our church, mm-hmm. particularly about humility and, yep. and walking in our calling in the mantle he's put on us, but with a cloak of humility. So we don't become too impressed with ourselves, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, so that was a context contextual sort of uh, re- reduction of, of the passage that the Lord revealed to us mm-hmm. in that moment. That yeah. part might not have been relevant to right. the church in China right. or whatever, but the scripture is. And yeah. so as if they prayed, if, if believers in China prayed the same prayer model, yeah. the Holy spirit would have through that yep. moment boiled it down to whatever they needed to hear yeah. from Acts Absolutely. 19. So that's one of the things I love. It, yeah, it, it, it reveals the prophetic voice of God for the church. And it reveals the present activity of God. So mm-hmm. it, it reveals to the church, those praying, what God is doing in your midst right now. Yeah, that's good. Um, there have been Sundays that we've prayed where we, we always push back. Two things we always do. We always pray in the spirit. Mm-hmm. I think we have no greater weapon than our, than our, our heavenly prayer language through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we generally, I would say 98.7% of the time, totally, totally made that statistic up but <laughs> we pray in the spirit intentionally yeah and then the other thing we generally always do is we'll push back darkness we'll yeah. speak to darkness and we'll speak against the principalities and we'll we'll push it back that's just really so we have safe safe space to work mm-hmm. and there's an analogy maybe i'll share in a different podcast to help you understand that but uh pushing back darkness can be such a powerful thing to release the activity of God in the church. So after we do those two things, we generally do them up front. Mm -hmm. Then we begin to pray the prayer model and God begins to reveal to us as we pray, um, the things that he's saying for our church and for our community, uh, for the greater Lafayette area or, you know, however you, however far you want to go. I I don't know where our boundaries are. The Lord has not told me. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, just, and I know I'm talking a lot today. Andrew's, uh, being good. a wonderful host. Uh, <laughs> I'm nodding my head a lot. He is yeah. nodding his head a lot. Uh-huh. So that, that means he agrees, I guess. Um, so what, I, I just wanted to mention, because it is an unfamiliar way to pray. Uh, one time I had a guy, in, not our, in our church, but in another one, say, say to me after we prayed a prayer model, he said, that's the strangest way to pray I've ever experienced. Wow. And I was like, wow, I, I, hadn't, I didn't know that it, that it was foreign. But I know for some people it's, it's it's challenging. It's difficult. I think what I would say to you is, uh, remember, you, you can't mess up this kind of prayer yeah. because you, you're praying the scriptures. Right. So you're praying the revealed word of God. Yeah. You don't need to get some kind of special revelation to know what to pray right. for. You don't have to have a, a, your own experience or your own revelation. Not at all. To bring to the table. Not at all. And in fact, if you run out of things to say, you just go back and pray the same things that, mm-hmm. that are in the scripture. Because you just simply can't go wrong praying, praying the word of yeah, God. Yeah, that's probably why I wasn't really, I, it wasn't, it didn't stand out as different to me is because that's kind of what I had been taught growing up right. of just, you know, praying scripture in general. It may not have looked like this, the model, but like that was pretty standard yeah. practice I guess yeah. for me. But I, I think maybe for a lot of people it's not, I don't know. Well, I, in my experience it hasn't been. And I, and I, again, I think some of it is, uh, prayer has become such an espoused value mm. that, that, you know, years ago, and it's not that we need to go back to the quote unquote good old days. I'm not saying that I am saying years ago before we had a computer that could land yeah. 
a spaceship <laughs> on the moon in our hand. Yeah. And before we had, uh, you know, 762,000 streaming services. Mm-hmm. And, before, you know, before we had all these distractions that we have in our life today, people didn't have um, a whole lot else going on. Then they went to work and they mm-hmm. went home and they had family time and they played games and they read books and they did those things. Well, there was just a lot more, more, I would say, time, un, unclaimed time yeah. um, to pray and to just seek the Lord. And I just think that that was a true value of the church for most of human history. It's really been the last 30 or 40 years that we have, um, I would say, more or less abandoned the idea of private spirituality. Mm-hmm. And we've exchanged it for everything is public or corporate it's spirituality. Corporate, yeah. So when we pray, we do it in the context of the whole church. Yeah. Or when we worship, we tend to do it in the context of a concert or, or the whole church. Right. And so th- some of these values have become espoused, meaning mm-hmm. we believe in them. We just don't practice, don't practice them. them. Yeah. So I think that's what's happened to prayer, especially like this kind of intense praying for the kingdom of God prayer. Yeah. Again, we pray so much uh, petitional prayer. Um, and again, let me say clearly, I'm not saying petitional prayer is wrong. Please, please pray petitional prayer, but don't forget to pray your kingdom come, your will yeah. be done. Yeah. So even in the Lord's prayer, our father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Jesus begins with worship. Mm-hmm. He's worshiping the father because he's holy and because he's father, yeah. all these things. Uh, your kingdom come, your will be done. So now he's centering his soul and his heart on the will of the Lord. So, so he's saying to God, no matter what else I pray in my petition, no matter what else I pray, what I really want is your will. Yeah. You know, did, didn't Jesus pray that in the garden? Yeah. Hey, Lord, yeah. here's what I want, but nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Yeah. That's what praying scripture can do for us. It yep. centers us yep. back to the will of God. But then Jesus in, in, the, in the Lord's Prayer went on to say, Hey, give me some bread, man. I'm mm-hmm. hungry. Yeah. You know, help me through this thing that's called life. Help me to uh, have the provision that I need. Help me to forgive people because people can be awful and I need to be able to forgive them. So Lord, help my heart to be, I mean, he prayed all these good prayers, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously I'm embellishing what he, what he actually prayed in that, in that prayer. But, but the heart of it was the same. So, but again, he began with this praise, he began with praise and he, and then he moved to a, a centering of himself in the word of God of, I don't want my will, God, I want your will. And he's God, like he's God and he's, and he's still needing (laughs) to, like the most strange scripture to me was when it talks about how Jesus learned obedience by suffering, which is a whole different podcast on suffering. We should do one on suffering. But that's just a wild idea that yeah. Jesus, fully man, fully God, had to learn that the same way we do. Yeah. is amazing. So the fact that Jesus had a, a robust, profound prayer life for the Son of God yeah. to make it through the first century uh, and get to, you know, sort of fulfilling his purpose, he had to have a robust relationship with the Father in prayer life. I mean, we should be yeah. even more intense. How much more do we need? How much more <laughs> do we need to be men and women of yeah. prayer and petition to the Lord? So, yeah. so let me just give you, there's two parts to a prayer model. Um, and you'll notice this if you come pray with us at 9 o'clock, uh, which nothing would make 
this pastor happier than you coming and beginning to join us yeah. at prayer at nine o'clock. We have about 130 to 150 on any given Sunday who yeah. come and gather. It's, it's probably the most profound, powerful 30 minutes, I think, of our Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, God does move in our service, but I'm just saying there's yeah, something profound that happens. Uh, so if you've been in there, you've prayed the prayer model. So you'll notice that as we pray a prayer model, uh, there's really two main parts to the prayer model. So the first is, is what I would call the revelation. So I'm just going to give you an example from Psalm 23 off the top of my head here. Uh, you know, Psalm 23, everybody knows uh, that Psalm, I would guess. The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, I have all that I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still water. So if we, if we, if we just read that first verse, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. What is the revelation? And this, I'm asking Andrew. I'm going to put him on the spot. <laughs> what is the revelation of God? What do we understand about the character and the nature of God in that sentence? The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. What do we know about God from that sentence? Uh, he takes care of us. Okay, he takes care of us. Good. He's a provider. Yeah, he provides for us. He, uh, he gives us uh, good gifts. He gives us everything that we, that we need to Amen. survive and to Amen. flourish. Amen. Yeah. Even even just that he's a good father. Good father, yeah. I mean, he, he, the psalmist addresses him yep. as father, That's not as oh great God, yeah. But he brings it. He makes it personal. Yep. He says, "You're my father." So in our prayer model, we would we would turn that into praise, and we would say, mm-hmm. "Praise God that He is our Father." Yeah. So Lord, we praise you that you are Father, and as Father, you do, you love your children. You do wonderful things for your children. You give good gifts to your children. You know, all the, you're the best father there is, you know, so we praise yeah. God. We praise God, as you mentioned, that he gives us all that we need. He provides yeah. everything. So we would praise God, Jesus, Jehovah Yira or Jehovah Jireh. Uh, he's the one who provides. We don't have to worry about where all these things that we need for our life are going to come from. The promise is our father is going to provide them. Yeah. So that's the revelation portion of that of that uh, sentence. So let's just Mm -hmm. do one more revelation. So he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. That's the next, the next phrase. What do we, what do we, what does God reveal to us about who he is himself, his plan, his heart in that sentence? What do you think? Um, I don't know. (laughs) No, (laughs) I know I put you on the Uh, spot. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, Think about think about the tranquility of yeah, that picture. Yeah, it's it's like a it's rest. It's yeah, um, bringing restoration to people. Yeah, and, he restores um, my soul. Yeah, just allow like God leading you into a place of, um, of safety peace. and peace and yeah. So like it would say to to us, here's the revelation: you we don't have to be anxious. Yeah, right. We don't have to live our life in such a way where we're worried mm-hmm. or afraid or anxious about anything. Because the promise is our Father, who provides everything that we need, yeah. will lead us on on to still waters. He'll restore our soul. When our life yeah. is out of sorts, He will bring peace. Yeah, that's a great promise. Yeah, like, is. isn't isn't it easy to worship the Lord to those revelations? Right. So then, the second part, once we understand the revelation of God, uh, the second part then is we take that revelation, and because of the character of God. Because of the nature of God, we turn that into a request. So we'll go back to the first one. Our, uh, the, our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. 
No, that's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. The Lord is my shepherd. I I shall not be a one. I I shall not be a one or I have all that I need. So what would we say? So he's a shepherd and he is, uh, he's our provider. So how would we turn that into a request? I mean, ask for things that make sense in your context, I guess. Like if you're, if it's the church body, um, yeah, I don't know, like, just, just simple provision just simple provision for mm-hmm. um, the church or for yourself or what it depends on who's praying. Yeah. But. You tur- turn that into, because God is a provider, mm-hmm. we can ask him to provide. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what you need provision for. You can ask God. So that, that is the petitional request right. based on something God tells us he is. So the first part I thought I made a lot about it being father and I was mixing up the the verses, yeah, but okay. the shepherd. So shepherd. he's our he's our shepherd. Right. Well, shep. What does a shepherd do? Shepherd takes care of the sheep, protects, protects the sheep, them, guards, guides them, them chases them the ones that fall yeah. off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, chases. It, it all, a shepherd also uh, fights off enemies and things yeah. that would seek to Amen. hurt them. You know, Amen. That kind of thing. So, so one of the so how would we turn that into a request about the Lord's shepherdness? Yeah, I mean that he would he would lead us and protect us and. Um, you know, push back darkness. I don't yeah, know. Like, you know, yeah. that's part of the yeah. element of <laughs> beat back the wolves. Yeah. yeah whether in human form or in yeah. spiritual form. Yeah. Uh-huh. One of my favorites to pray in that, mm-hmm. and this is for me because I can be obnoxious, uh, is make me shepherdable. Mm-hmm. Help me as a sheep. Yeah. That's <laughs> help. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast too. <laughs> well, maybe so. But like oh, if the man. Lord is the shepherd, I yeah. want to be shepherdable. Yeah. I don't want to be the knothead. Yes running off the cliff because I'm stupid. You yep. know, I want to, I want to live. It says the rod, the rod and the staff comfort me. Yeah. Okay. Well, they only comfort you if you're submitting to the rod and the staff right. and letting the discipline of the Lord in your life. So, Oh God, yes. <laughs> make me shepherdable. Make shepherd, Help me be a good sheep. Yeah. So that I'm not a pain in your, in your butt or yeah. a pain in your kingdom or whatever. Yeah. Help me Lord. That's one of my favorites. Whenever I pray Psalm 23, yeah, that's good. I'll pray that. Uh, that for myself. So you see that, you know, we have the revelation of God that we, that we praise God for. Thank God he's our shepherd. Yeah. Thank God he's our provider. Thank God he's the great peace giver. Thank God he restores our soul. And then we turn those things into prayer. So like, let me give you an example. Next time, next time to dear listener, I don't know if they feel like I'm supposed to say dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> next time yeah. you're anxious. Yeah or you're afraid, or you're worried about something that you cannot control. Pray Psalm 23. Mm -hmm. And when you get to the part where it says, he restores my soul, Mm -hmm. thank God that he's the great restorer and peace giver. And then say, Lord, breathe fresh life into my soul. That's the request. Don't let me be anxious for anything. Don't let me be worried about this because Mm -hmm. I know my shepherd who has a great rod and staff. If this is the enemy, he'll beat them back. If this is human, he'll beat that back. He will restore my soul, mm-hmm. and I don't have to be afraid. That can be a powerful moment you can have with the Lord. Yeah. So it brings me to a thought I have um, about prayer models. The model is true on three different levels. So it's true for you as an individual. You, you know, God is your shepherd, Andrew. He is your provider as an individual. It's also true for our church. God shepherds our church. God, you know, Jesus is the head of our church. 
He's the, the, the gate for the sheep, you know, the shepherd mm-hmm. standing at the gate. So it's true individually, it's true corporately or for this church or this body, but it's also true for the movement or the mission. He is shepherding the movement where mm. the vision of the church that God is trying to lead us into our community. He's trying to, uh, you know, reach more sheep. We're trying to increase the flock. We're trying to yeah. uh, grab more people who are lost mm. to the Lord. And he is shepherding the movement. So he's shepherding our lives. He's shepherding our church in inside, interiorly, and he's shepherding the vision, the movement that God has for us. So you can look at prayer models uh, sort of from those three perspectives, if you will, try to make it personal for you. He's shepherding you as an individual. He's shepherding your family. Yeah. He's taking care of your children, your grandchildren, your spouse, whatever. He's, she- he's the shepherd of your family. And then he's the shepherd of all the extension that he wants to do as your kids grow up and they get married and they have their own families. The sort of the mission yeah. of why God has put all these people together and on the earth and whatever, he's the shepherd of all of that. That's a very comforting place to be mm-hmm. is to, to live under, under that covering. So anyway, just using Psalm 23 as, as an example there, uh, you can do it individually in, in our church as well as in the mission, but in your family, yeah. individually, in your family. And then as the mission of God, the call in your life, uh, where God is leading you, what he wants you to do. So that's, the, you know, some of those are just some thoughts I have on, on prayer models, why they're powerful, why we pray them. Uh, you can pray them. You can pray them in a corporate setting. You can pray it all by yourself while you're driving down the road. That's why we print them every, every week so that you have them, at, you know, in front of you. Uh, but I just encourage you pray the ones that we write for you until you get really comfortable with the concept and the setup. And then what if you begin to look at scripture a little bit differently and you begin yeah. as you read scripture, you'll get to where you can just naturally turn that scripture you're reading into a prayer model and pray it. Yeah. Even as you read it on the spot, you don't have to write it down. You can just pray it. And there's something powerful yeah, about powerful. that. And at the end of the day, if more of us will pray, the kingdom come that will be done we'd be in better yeah, shape absolutely well that's all we got for this episode um yeah thanks jeff for sharing that uh, hopefully uh that helps you guys as you do your individual prayer time but also uh, a good challenge for you to uh, join us on sunday morning if you live local to west lafayette uh, at 9 a.m on sunday morning for passionate for prayer we'd love to have you out for that Uh, Until next time, guys, I'll see you later. Thanks.